Hey everybody, welcome to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad, let's go. I'm Ted, it's time to rock and roll. Very special guest tonight. Yep, they're all special, Ted. Well, they are. <laughs> Today we have Marion's new girls softball coach, Eric Emery. How are we doing, Eric? Good, how are you guys? Fantastic, We're great. We're, great. Man. We're excited to have you on. Yeah, we Glad appreciate you here. Nice hat. You come in wearing your, repping your Marion <laughs> That's Giants. right. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Even over in uh, enemy territory. <laughs> Yeah, we tell everybody. Uh, we, you know, we, we try and take it easy. We're, we root for everybody, yeah. you know, as long yeah. as you're not playing us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so tell everyone about yourself, Eric. Well, as you just mentioned, new new softball coach at Marion High School. Uh, been born and, and raised here all my life. Um, played played baseball at Marion High School all four years. Played for Coach Mel Weissong. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I, I went on and played um, – College baseball at Graceland University and, and IU Southeast, which are both in New Albany, Indiana, in yeah. AIA schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished up at IU Kokomo with my criminal justice degree. Uh, and then after baseball was over, it was more of like, okay, uh, I still had that, you know, fire to play. So I played a lot of slow pitch men softball all over the country at a very high level. Did that for probably almost 12 years. Uh-huh. Um and then once that kind of made its run, I, I started coaching. Um, married to Rhiannon Emery for uh, 16 years, been with her for almost 20. Uh, between the two of us, we have five boys and two girls. <laughs> and uh, it's a busy, busy, busy life. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So at your house, is there a school bus there? To get everybody around we, or what? I man? used to have a minivan. Now we've downsized to an SUV. Okay. Um, there's only two in the house left. So, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Right. So everyone is, is uh, grown and, and started their own lives. But, yeah, I still have uh, Easton. He is a uh, sophomore at Marion. He's uh, 15. Will be. Well, no, he just turned 15. And Erica, uh, she's a sixth grader at Justice. So Fantastic, yeah. man. Sounds like you got a nice little family there. We do. Proud of all of them. Yep. You got to be. You got to be. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about NAIA baseball. That's the competition. That's just like, you know, you watch the Major League draft. You just, there's a lot of JUCO kids that get yeah. drafted. Yeah, baseball is unique. And, and I've, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Um, you know, we've got class sports here now. And, you know, if, uh, you know, if you're a 1A school, but you got a dude on the mound that's throwing 87 to 92, it doesn't matter if you're a 3A or 4A right. school. Uh-huh. It just doesn't matter, uh-huh. right? Um, in AI, same way. I mean, there's, there's guys um, that um, are very talented that could play at a D1 level or D2 level. I think sometimes uh, kids take that avenue because, you know, D1, there's a dime a dozen. Like, you just – and do you want to sit for the next two, three years uh-huh. maybe or maybe – you know, um, or do you want to go play all four years? Right. And I think that's where a lot of the the kids that could play D1, D2 filter down to NAI because they want to play. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, baseball is unique. If, if you've got a, if a guy on the mound, it doesn't matter if you're a D1 or 4A school mm-hmm. versus a 1A. It doesn't matter. Right, right. right. It, it evens the playing field real quick. Yep, sure does. So what what after all this, what made you decide, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to coach? Well, a lot of it was um, when I was still traveling all over the country playing softball, my two oldest boys, although I did work with them, um, 
I felt like the next two in line, um, they were starting to fall behind fundamentally um, because I wasn't there a lot, especially like on the weekends. It's uh-huh. it usually yeah. when you work on your on your skills. So I had had enough of just traveling all over the place, um, but I still had that desire, that competitiveness to, to, to feed me. So that's why I got into coaching. Um, that's why yeah. I still coach today. I, I, I'm a competitor. I, I love to compete. And uh, so I just I just started to say, hey, you know, it's, it, I've, I've had my day in the sun and it's time for me to hang it up and, and start coaching my kids. And and I've been doing it ever since. It's so much fun, isn't it? Uh, Ted knows. Oh, yeah. It's it's fun. It is. And when you get paid for it, it's even fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you know, being a volunteer coach has its own rewards, too. Sure, I mean, cause sure. you, you, you touch kids, kids lives that that. You know, they don't have that role model at home. Yeah, you know, and it's when you're, you know, you're always harder on your own kid when you're the coach um, because I think you feel like they know what your expectations are mm-hmm. versus the other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it I always get satisfaction out of seeing a kid who you can tell has not been worked with a lot mm-hmm. and he has no idea or she has no idea on how to bunt. Or how to properly field a ball, and you know, practice start in April, but by June, July, all of a sudden, she's bonding or he's bonding or she, he, they're catching a fly ball, mm-hmm. and that's the satisfaction you get to just say, "Hey, you, you got a little bit better. You were getting a little bit better each week, right?" And that makes those kids or that kid feel really good. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, improvement you know? and progress is always, always key when you're sure. when you're coaching the youth, right, Ted? Oh, definitely. And like and, you said, you know, you teach them, and you know, halfway through the season, the end of the season, they finally get it. Yeah, and, so. and I've done everything from t-ball, <laughs> which is chaos, you know. Um, but then, you know, you go to t-ball, and then you get to coach's pitch, and then coach's pitch starts to get a little bit more calmer, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, you get in the coach's pitch, little league, and then little league, you, you kind of start to see to go, yeah, he's going to be a player, right. or she's going to be a player. Uh-huh. It's usually around that twelve-year-old age. You you kind of figure out if they if they've got something. Yeah, you know. But all the way through that, um, from five years old, I'd say all the way up to thirteen, fourteen. In my opinion, it's all developmental. Yep, it's yep. all yeah. developmental. It it just um, nobody. I couldn't tell you who won the league last year out to power. Uh-huh. Have no idea. Right, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about developing your players. Um, because if you develop your players, that makes you look good as a coach, yeah, right? Right, yeah. right. So exactly. Uh, you, your players make or break you as a coach. Yeah. Right. That's how I really feel. So, of course, I want to win. I, I would, you know, I'm a competitor, right? But I don't get caught up in wins or losses. I get caught up in how do we run the bases tonight, how do we play defense. And that's after we get the team uh, together after a win or a loss, we don't really talk about the score. We talk about what we did well or what we didn't do well, what we need to work on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of our approach or my approach when I coach youth sports. It's a, an out of the box way of thought. Way of thought, you know. I mean, because we 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 tend to see a win now mentality, yeah. and uh, you know, years later, that little plastic trophy means. Mm-hmm. 
Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> There's no rec league, travel league, hall of fame. It's all about improvement. Right. Absolutely. And that's and that's. I can tell our listeners that that I I've seen you in person, whether okay. it, whether it's coaching on a baseball field for Oak Hill or down with the youth leagues with the girls, and you're very impressive. You are. It's not yelling and screaming. It's, it's teaching. It's, and that that that's what we need more of. We're in a, we're in a different age. Yes, um, we are. As I told you, I I, I played for Coach Mel Wysong. I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys remember Mel. Yep. Um, Mel wasn't a gentle guy as far as how he uh, coached, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I love Mel. Um, I love Mel, but you know. Um, that type of coaching style, I don't think, I, well, I, I know, would not last in today's mm-hmm. culture. Yep. It just wouldn't. You're right. Um, now, Kids are different. They are. Kids are different, and, and parents are uh-huh. different, right? Yeah. And um, now, I still think you can, you know, jump on a kid and, 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 and teach them about accountability, responsibility, mm-hmm. discipline, desire. Um, but as far as... I don't think you can just uh, yell at a kid in front of other players right. and then make that kid feel some kind of way because then that kid's going to go into a shell or they're going to get upset or here comes mom uh-huh. because now you yelled at her baby and we're, we're not into that day and age anymore. So you you do have to be more of a teacher, but at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm still teaching these kids the same things Coach Weissong taught me. Right, right. Right? Um, I just don't have the four-letter words, right? right? <laughs> so, right. Um, but, you know, um, in, in, in Coach Weissong, he was a great coach. I, I yes. was fortunate when I was at Marion. My, my freshman coach was Tony Nukes. Mm-hmm. My JV coach was Daryl Wisser. And my three varsity, varsity coaches was Coach Weissong, Coach Cole Scott, and Coach Arendell. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good coach. Yes, it is. That's yes, a pretty good is. coaching yeah. staff. Yep. Um, and I really kind of mirror myself. I think a lot out of Coach Cole Scott mm-hmm. more than Wysong. Right. Um, uh, I got Wysong in me, uh, right. and I don't think effort or attitude is is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, my coaching style is more of a of a, a coach Jack Cole Scott who. You know, he just had a way of looking at you, and you knew he was mad, but he never had to raise his voice. Right. Yep. He, he just, you know, he it was just the look, the way he would say things to you, um, and you know, the the way I looked at him was that's what a leader or a coach should be, and and here's what I mean is because with Coach Wysong, I didn't want to mess up or do bad. Because I didn't want to get my butt chewed, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. With Coach Cole Scott, I didn't want to mess up or do bad because I didn't want to disappoint right. him. You don't want right? to let him I didn't want to disappoint him. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge motivator. When, when you, as a coach, can get your players to where they don't want to let you down or disappoint you, then I think that's your, your true leader. A true leader is not based off of fear, mm-hmm. right? That, right. That yep. that does it, it. It's effective, but it doesn't. It's not someone that's like, man, whatever I do, I'm not going to let that dude down today. Uh-huh. That's a true leader, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. That's that's the respect aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, it, the fear might work on one or two kids, but the team 
collectively as a whole this day and age, it wouldn't fly. And I think over time that rubs off too. Mm-hmm. That's just loud noise after yeah. a while. A lot yep. of dog barking. Um, it's one thing if you're barking and teaching at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. It's another thing if you're just barking. Right. If you're just barking, mm-hmm. that's, just, that's just Coach Emery. He, just, he, he does that. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> Versus barking and teaching, okay, he's barking, but he's, he's telling me what I'm doing wrong uh-huh. and telling me what I should do or how to go about fixing it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think if you can have those two, that nice balance there, it's effective. I agree. 100%. Yeah, I think that, you know, uh, the whole culture has just flipped around to where uh, the Bobby Knight style of coaching is gone. It's Mm -hmm. gone. It's gone. It's long gone. Uh, We're we're more uh, focused on uh, positivity, mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure that your your kids are in the right state of mind to go out there. I mean, kids have so much information at their fingertips anymore. Sure. To where they're so clued in. I, I remember I, I didn't have any clue about world events sure. when I was a kid. Sure. I didn't care. But now I have kids coming home, you know, and, and talking politics. I'm like... Why are you talking politics? When I came home, I was trying to watch Transformers. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, after school, and yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a different world. The the information is is instantaneous. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right. Um, you know, my daughter came home and and one day and said, "Did you hear about the school shooting?" And I'm like, Yes, but why are you telling me uh-huh. about it? You know what I mean, and and so you're right. I mean, they're they're subject to a lot of stuff that's out there in the world. It's at, it's in the palm of their hand, mm-hmm. right, with all the smartphones and stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's just it's just uh, you know, coaching is it's a challenge. Um, you just have to find that middle ground. Um, our girls will get barked at. Um, but they're going to get barked at because it's not because of a physical error, right? It's, they're going to get barked at because they've been told three times to hustle out to the field. Mm-hmm. Simple stuff, right? Or their body language is bad because, always use this phrase, do you want to be a victim or a grinder, right? Mm-hmm. Choice is yours, okay? If you want to be a victim and shrug your shoulders, woe is me, nobody, nobody will help you. Mm-hmm. No, society will, will just run over you. It's okay? so easy to play the victim. It is. And, and I think uh, in today's culture, we, as parents, we, we kind of help with that. We, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, my daughter, and she, she was here, and she wanted to come. I was like, no, you're, you're going to stay home. <laughs> They're not putting a mic in, in front of you. Um, but, that would have been great. Um, yeah. You know, she, uh, she's a competitor like yeah. me. So I've seen her play. When she strikes out, um, it used to be the little bit of the emotion, getting ready to start to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, look, this is your first at bat of the first game of the tournament. You need to relax. Okay? Um, and, you know, or I would have a little bit more of a stern conversation with her saying, look, you're, you're being a victim right now. You, you want someone to feel sorry for you, and no one's going to no one's going to feel sorry for you. They're not, mm-hmm. right? 
I said, you got to grind this out. I said, this game you're playing, softball, is a game of failure, just like baseball is. It's a mm-hmm. game you're going to fail more than you succeed, right? Game of mistakes. So quit putting your head down. Quit. I just You strike out, run back to the dugout, and get ready for the get, – get, get in the dugout and cheer on your team, right? So she's gotten out of that phase. Now she's in the phase where she strikes out. She doesn't want to cry, but now she's pissed off because mm-hmm. she struck out. Yep. Okay, so now we're dealing with that emotion now, yeah. right? Yeah. And again, it's like, hey, look. And I try to, hey, look. Hey, look. It was a good swing. She just made a good pitch on you. Yeah. It is what it is, right? Tip your cap. Get him next Right. Time. Get back out there. And so she's, and she's only 11. So she's, she's growing. She's growing into her body. So her emotions are kind of off the wall sometimes. But I tell that to, our, to my 18-year-old Oak Hill baseball kids. You know, look, you want to be a victim or a grinder. Mm-hmm. Choice is yours. And I don't even mean that on the field. I mean that in life. Exactly. Because they're not going to feel sorry for you in life either. Uh-huh. They just won't. So, yep. you know. It's, it's a rough way to go if it, you think somebody's going to play that little violin for No, you. and they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're not. No. And you're right. You know, we, we love to hear that from coaches that, you know, it, it's not just baseball or softball. It, it's life. You know, it's, sure. you're not going to. You know, we, we say it over and over. You know, you're going to get a job one day. You're not always going to like your boss. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like everybody you work with. Mm-hmm. It's just like your teammates and your coach, you know, leaders. So, but that – now, you, you mentioned Oak Hill. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because you worked for a really good coach over there, didn't you? <laughs> I did. So, I it was just actually uh, by chance. I was really uh, finishing up being done coaching little league baseball because my son was going to be 13 going on to Babe Ruth and I just happened to be over at the Greentown Fair one day and Bobby Hart ran into me and, and Bobby was one of the guys that him and I traveled all over the country mm-hmm. playing softball with each other and he said hey man what are you doing these days I'm, well, you know, I just got done coaching he's like hey um, you ever thought about coaching high school I'm like I've never been asked but you know well we got a guy that's leaving and uh, he goes, I, I would, if you want to coach with this man, he said, I think you'd be awesome. And, and uh, he said, just, you know, I'll set something up with Shane. And so I, I came over there and interviewed with Shane. And, you know, and um, 10 years later, I was, you know, on, on the staff. So um, Shane, uh, I consider a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny. I thought I knew a lot about baseball and how to run a baseball team and program until I showed up at Oak Hill and then he really kind of showed me how it's really ran Mm -hmm. Um, he runs it uh, I would say like a college style program Mm -hmm. Um, he um, he holds the kids accountable he cares about the kids he he's really given me the blueprint on on how to how to do a program Mm -hmm. I'm basically taking what he has shown me over the years and given me over the years and I'm implementing it at Marion. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, he he's someone, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, coaches getting on players and things like that. He, he will get after players, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. But I've also seen him do this. He'll get after you, but then after practice or after the game, he'll pull you to the side and go, now listen, here's where I was getting on you, and, mm-hmm. and here's what we got to get fixed. Yep. So he just doesn't chew and then just let you just be in your feelings. He right. brings you back around and says, hey, listen, you're better than that, or we don't do that here, mm-hmm. or we're not going to do that here, and uh, kids respect him for that. And I think that's mm-hmm. why he's been so successful. Right. He's for, you know, I think he's been there 20 years now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, 
but uh, yeah, he 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 really is a, a, a good coach. I'm, I'm glad I was able to coach underneath him for for that many years, and I hope to you know basically kind of mirror some of the things he's done and right. put it into Marion's program to to have success there. It's always so nice when there's a blueprint for you to follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's and, and I have no doubt you'll you'll make it successful over at Marion. You will. And that go. Let's go back just a few years when you were younger. You know, of course, you said you played college ball. What other sports did you do when you were growing up? I I tell you what, I I played um, football all the way up until I was in eighth grade, um, and that's probably the one regret that I have that I didn't play in high school because mm-hmm. I loved to play football. Um, so I played football, and then I just I played baseball my life. Um, I graduated in 1990, so my freshman year was the last year of the dream team. Mm-hmm. So basketball was not an option for me at, at standing at five foot eight, five foot nine on a good day. So I, you know, I I just played baseball, but um, in the summer, in the winter, I was playing basketball in the neighborhood, football in the neighborhood. So I was always active in different sports. So okay, in the summers, was there home run derby? There was wiffle ball every day, <laughs> every day. Uh, you know, I would get home. So again, when I'm dating myself, but Jones Middle School, right uh-huh. when that was yep. open, um, I lived in the Brinker Heights area. Mm-hmm. So I was able just to walk home, and literally uh, in the fall, September, this time of year, October, I would get home from school. I would grab a quick snack, and within about 15 minutes, there was a big field where I lived behind us and there'd be like 15 guys playing getting ready to play football uh-huh. every day yep. yep i mean literally every day and mm-hmm. if it wasn't football it was basketball if it wasn't basketball it was baseball uh-huh. and it was just it was it was it was just second nature mm-hmm. it was you know and and look i had the ataris the sega genesis the nintendos i had all that stuff too i just i needed to be outside mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was home run derby, there was wiffle ball, there was, you know, playing basketball, playing 21, playing uh-huh. pig, yep. football. I mean, it was, it, I just, I, you know, I took my kids through the neighborhood, uh, cause we was out that way one day. I said, I want to show you guys where I live. And it was just a ghost town. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a perfect day, day like this, nobody out, mm-hmm. nobody out, nobody out. Yep. And, the ball and I said, who? see that field back there? I said, that used to be where we played baseball every day. Mm-hmm. Then we'd go swim for a little bit, and then we'd go back out and play baseball. I mean, it was just a content. Like, I had to be drug in the house. Right. It, I did, too. Right? And, and it's just, again, we, we talked about today's culture. It's just, it's different. It's, it's just um, the, the, the smartphones and the Xboxes of the world have taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, I've, I've heard on your show before where they say, you know, travel ball has ruined rec league. I don't really, I don't really agree with that. I don't think right yeah. I, because here's why I say that because I know tons of girls that play travel ball and rec yeah. league. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not that it's kids want to stay on their iPhones mm-hmm. or, or Androids or play their Xboxes, and I think that's why you see a lot of child obesity these days oh, as yeah. well. That, right. That's, yeah. That's... The two have to be connected. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and I think that's why you see numbers are down in all sports for youth. It, mm-hmm. It's not, it's not travel ball. Right. I think travel may have a play a, 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 a small part, but 
Not like people try to portray it. 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 Right. I, I right. think it's a, a teeny tiny percentage. I do too. Yep. Yep. A teeny tiny. And I mean minute because, I mean, uh, the National Youth Administration, uh, uh, it's called NAES, uh, and it is, it's they've done data on it, mm-hmm. and and seventy percent of kids are done playing sports by the time they're thirteen. Seventy mm-hmm. percent. Now another thing that probably plays into that percent is parents. Mm-hmm. Parents put so much pressure because they want to live through their kids to say, "Hey, you." Um, they make softball or baseball or whatever sport a job. Mm-hmm. So. Can I go swim? Nope, because we have to go to pitching class. Or mm-hmm. can I go to the movies? Nope, because we have to go out here and hit. And, you know, it's, it's finding that, that balance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Erica just got done with her softball season about three weeks ago. Um, she hasn't really picked up a bat or a ball a lot since then. And I haven't made her because I want to give yeah. her that break. Now, she would drag me out in the backyard and go, hey, I want to pitch. Or can I hit off the tee? Sure, let's go. But she's in the volleyball right now, mm-hmm. um, and then she'll go into basketball. Now, she'll still practice softball through the winter, right? But um, I think a lot of times parents um, don't allow their kids to do things because they say, we have to go do softball. Mm-hmm. And like you said, by the time they get 13, 14, they're like, this is, I'm, I don't want to do this no more. Uh-huh. They, burn, they burn them out. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's gotten a little disconnected because just because it's softball season does not mean you can't go into the to down to the park and shoot you know a couple yeah. free throws. Um, just because it's basketball season doesn't mean that you can't you know go and and, and practice you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, kids are um, see a lot of specialization now. Yeah. Like, like you know, hey, my kid's good at softball, so that's all we're going to do. Okay, that's fine. But, I mean, I, I've, I've coached kids at Oak Hill who specialize in just baseball. And they went to hitting coaches or pitching coaches, and they did the travel ball. When I mean travel ball, they traveled, mm-hmm. right? And they played high school, right? But as soon as they were done with high school, and they could have went and played college. I know, And they was like, mm, no, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yep. Or they went to college for one year, and you find out, oh, did you hear he's not playing no more? It, it, just because it just that's something they've been doing since they were five, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So you you have to be a special kind. You got to be wired differently if that's all you want to do. You know, you wake oh, up. Definitely. There's yeah. some that don't even talk about the sport they played when they were youth. Yeah, like they, they're so burnt out they don't even want to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's it's it's, it's finding that balance yeah. um, and and not what is it two percent one percent is going to go play at D one right right yeah. mm-hmm. it, it so chances are I mean you got as good of a chance as hitting the Powerball right mm-hmm. so yeah. probably not going to happen so why why not make it fun for them mm-hmm. you know why not make it a, a positive experience right yeah. yep it, it might be even less for for girls could be. Yep, could, could be. I'm gonna have to check. Yeah, but uh, right now we're gonna we're gonna take a sponsorship break, man. We'll be back with Eric Emery. Onan Construction Group for all your exterior home improvement needs, specializing in roofing, siding, and gutters. Get a professional, quality job done at a competitive price. 
For a free estimate, call Trevor at 765-661-0689 or go to mononconstructiongroup.com. You've tried the rest. Now call the best. Monon Construction Group, LLC. And we're back with Marion softball girls coach, Eric Emery. Eric, how we doing, man? You still good over there? Yes, sir. All right, fantastic. I ask pretty much every varsity coach that we have on because I, it, it just interests me to all get out. What what does your and it, and this goes especially for you? What is your ideal developmental league look like? Well, it's it's funny you say that because. Um, right now the feeder system for me mm-hmm. is basically the power club in Lincoln field. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I said, especially, yeah. So the vision I have is that I've got to work backwards. Okay. So I've got to start working backwards with the freshman group, the eighth grade, sixth, seventh grade, sixth grade group and getting them polished before they get to me. Now, how do you do that? Well, one way is through travel, right? So mm-hmm. I've already talked about maybe uh, taking a 12U travel team of nothing but just marrying girls, okay, and um, basically going and um, putting together a team where when I say travel, I don't mean out of state. I mean yeah. we're going to go play in Wabash, Upland, and the whole reason for that is that so I can get them used to me. They can get, you know, we develop trust with each other. I get them polished on their skills so that when they do get to me, we're not starting from ground zero mm-hmm. saying this is how you feel to fly ball or catch a fly ball. Um, and I think a lot of that is helpful because they're getting used to you. So, you know, you're going through practice routines with them. You're talking the game and how it's supposed to be played. They're not getting and, – and I'm not knocking anyone when I say this because they're all volunteer coaches out there. Yeah. But – and this is for baseball and softball. There's a lack of fundamentals that are being taught. So when these kids come to the high school – It's all sports, man. Yeah, yeah. so when they come to you – they're they're still a project. Yeah. So instead of you hitting the ground going and just going, okay, here we go, they 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 don't know how to do the basic stuff. Yeah. So that stunts the growth of the program, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of it is trying to get some travel teams together who will uh, coach and coach my philosophy, doing camps, um, doing free camps yep. to say, hey, yep. come out. I've, you know, obviously I'm the high school coach, so I have access to a field. Yeah. Come out and do camps, fielding camps, pitching camps, hitting camps, um, you know, base running camps. Um, it's going to be things like that that I have to work backwards on so that when they do come to me, I don't expect them to be fully polished because I can't touch all of them. Right. 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 But when you do offer camps, uh, when you do offer maybe travel teams, when you do go out to Lincoln Field or Powell Club and you, and you watch some of the girls that are going to be coming to you in a year or two, you talk with them and their parents to say, hey, this is what i like for her to work on, or can I see, you know, hey, we're going to have a camp next Saturday. I'd love for you to come because what I'm seeing right now, you're a little bit behind on what you're doing. That's the involvement we'll have to really get into to really get this thing fixed. Um, and then I think once we get going, 
um, I think we'll be fine. But yeah. until then, um, you, you know, if, if, if you're just going to coach from April to May and then shut it back down and then start back up in Feb- January, February, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not going it, to, it's, I mean, look, you might catch lightning in a bottle one year with a, <laughs> with, with a group of kids, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But in terms of, of getting your players ready, um, that's what we're going to have to do. And I'm not going to do it all by myself. I've, I've got great support. Um, Chad and Ashley Dixon helped me tremendously with a lot of things. That's who I coach with, with the Indiana Beast. Um, this year, um, I'm coaching with someone's daughter and, uh, and Kyle Fanning. So. Yeah. That will be fun as well. Uh, they're Kyle, they're excited for that. Yeah. I'm telling you, they you are. Know, Kyle Fanning is one of those guys. He could he could coach uh, potato sack racing. <laughs> he, he's just a good person, like to yeah. be taught by. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. So so to answer your question, it's just yeah, it's yeah. just going to be more of trying to get girls more yeah. involved with travel. And when I say travel, a lot not crazy travel because right. I know it, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Yep. You know, it does. I get that. But then also doing some camps yeah. um, and just trying to inject some excitement with these girls um, in the program. And, and, you know, we've gotten to know the Beast organization pretty mm-hmm. well. And I know that they would go out of their way to help. Sure. And uh, going back, you know, and, and once again, we don't we're not sliding any volunteer coaches because sure. I. I've I've been with an organization and seen firsthand that uh, sometimes it's just a warm body uh, that we that we get to coach uh, a team and yeah. we know that they they don't know all the fundamentals or sure. know the drills to practice at practice and we try and help them as much as possible but that's that's the way of the world now it is. It is, and, and and it's and like you said, you're not you're not banging on anyone who says, "Hey, I'll, yeah. I'll volunteer my time to yeah. do practices and games and deal with parents and all for free, right?" <laughs> right. I mean, it's, right. And um, but I think that's uh, you know one of the things that go back to mentioning Shane. Shane's heavily involved with the little league mm-hmm. over there, so he'll have uh, a coaches meeting with all the little league coaches to say, "Hey." Here's what I want to see done this year. Now, obviously, he doesn't go to every game, so he doesn't fully know mm-hmm. if they're being taught the right way. But at least yeah. he's laying out his vision and expectations. And that's the same thing I'm going to try to do as well yeah. with the Powell Club mm-hmm. and, and Lincoln Field is just have a quick coaches meeting to just say, hey, I need your guys' help, right? And, um, and if you need my help, I, you know, listen, I, I'll come to a practice, and help you run a practice and show you mm-hmm. what I'm telling you what I want to see done. I have no problem with that. Right. And I think if, if, if you can get bought in on that, mm-hmm. I think things will start to turn around. Yeah, I, I've seen commissioners at the rec league level like um, make a, like kind of like a handbook. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll say in there how many minutes you should run this drill uh, in, in this station. Mm-hmm. And and. I don't want to say dumb it down because it's not dumbing it down. It's 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 simplifying. It's streamlining streamlining their practice for them, and I've seen, you know, and it's not the ones that don't know. It's the ones that think they know too much mm-hmm. that look Absolutely. at it mm-hmm. and that thing goes right over their shoulder, mm-hmm. and then they're upset because they're zero and three. With a rec league team, and I don't even care about wins or losses right. in rec league. It, I don't. It's amazing that a game, 
that I've played all my life, I still don't know a lot about. It's it. I mean, yeah. I just that was one of the things that I I I really going back to joining Oak Hill. I I got humbled a little bit because I was one of those guys like, yeah, I didn't, I know what to do. I didn't do mm-hmm. this and do that. Mm-hmm. Shane was like, okay, here we go, and we're going to run. A, I know the first drill he told me is it's called the Mississippi State drill, which is our pregame uh, pregame um, drill that we do. And it's basically double fungos going, and you're hitting to multiple infielders. Okay. And I went, oh, okay, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know everything. Okay, so and that I, you know that's good. I'm, I'm glad I got home right. because then I just started picking his brain, soaking everything up. Um, but yeah, it's 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 there's going to be guys there that that say, okay, yeah, coach, thanks for that, and then they're going to go do their own thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, one of the things that to me, probably the, the most successful feeder system for quite some time. It's called Eastbrook football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, if I ever get a chance to, to pick the brain of Jeff Adamson, I'm going to. Oh, man. Because I want to, I'm sure from 12th grade to 5th, they're probably running yeah. every. So they are. When the 5th grader becomes that freshman, mm-hmm. he, he knows what to do at practice. They do. They and do. that's why that machine is that machine over there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and you're right because that consistency. I got you know I got to see that firsthand when when my youngest son was over there. He was he went these first five years. Mm-hmm. And football season, the high school kids are down there officiating. They're running the change. The kids didn't line up right. They stopped the clock. Put them kids in the right spot. And that's like when we had Gonzo on last mm-hmm. month. He said, you know, "Jeff doesn't care about wins and losses at the junior high level." He said they rotate them kids in, so everybody. And Conrad's got I'm it. Screaming Conrad's from the mountaintops, <laughs> here in Gas City, the many mountaintops. But I, I, I truly think that the bottleneck in a lot of um, school systems is the middle school. It is. It is. I mean, a, a good coach can uh, keep a kid uh, in, engaged, and but one bad coach. In seventh grade, can I'm done. Yeah, I'll never play this again. Yeah, one of the, the the fortunate things for me, I guess, is that the the sixth and seventh and eighth graders who play softball, mm-hmm. um, a a lot of them do play travel. Um, B a lot of them have been either coached by me or Chad Dixon or Kyle Fanning or your or your your daughter. Um, so. I know the pipeline, what's coming to me is going to be a little bit more polished than, mm-hmm. than what I have maybe right now. I don't know what I have right now, right, because yeah. I haven't yeah. had an official practice yet. Right. But I know those girls that are coming, I know, I know yeah. they've been coached well. So we've been uh, building up to this, your Marion program. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I've done some research, and, mm-hmm. and I know Max Preps, uh, you know, uh, people – you know, email them in. It's the, as good as whatever somebody's yeah, putting it in. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. almost like Wikipedia almost. But <laughs> uh, so the last thing I found was so we're we're looking at uh, going on uh, eleven years without a winning record over at Marion softball. Yeah, their best record was twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. They went ten and thirteen. Yes. Yes. So if you look over the average, they average about five wins a season. Mm-hmm. So, you you uh, the mountains tall. The mountains tall, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, and what, what's your 
What's your game plan for turning this around? Well, someone asked me the other day, they said, you know, wow, you're really going into a rebuild situation. I said, no, it's not a rebuild. I said, it's a build. Uh-huh. Um, I said, rebuild typically means you've had success or you've been able to sustain success over a period amount of time. Mm-hmm. I said, this, this is a build. Um, this is not going to be a rebuild. Um, it, it's going to start with a culture uh, mm-hmm. change. Um, meaning basically, you know, we're going to preach accountability, responsibility, uh, discipline, desire. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I, uh, there, there may be some that say, huh, I, this is not for me. Um, because I don't, and look, I've not been a part of the program, so I can't speak on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, look, I know this. Marion has athletes. Mm-hmm. They always have, yep. right? Um, and I think um, when you have athletes like that, I feel like the program should do better than what they've done. So um, we're going to have to go in and, and, and change that, that mindset. You know, just like with anything, uh, you do something enough, you think it's normal. Mm-hmm. You think it's just, this is just how it is. Yep. Yeah, we, yeah, we went about four or five games a year. That, that's mm-hmm. what we do. No, that's not what we're going to do. Right. Right. So there's going to be that uh, culture shock um, coming in from me saying, this is what I expect um, from you guys. Um, so we're going to have fall practices. We're going to have strength and conditioning. We're going to have winter workouts. We're going to, you know, we're going to represent Marion uh, the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully all the players buy in and parents buy in. Right. Yep. Um, because that buy-in is important. It's huge. And, and I know in the beginning, look, it's, it's about them getting to know me and me having them gain their trust, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know me. They don't, they, you know, they, they may go, look, uh, another coach, right? Right. This is my fourth coach in three years or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and they just may think I'm just another guy. But I'm in this for the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not using this as a stepping stone to go somewhere else. Right. Um, I'm a little too long in the tooth to be trying to bounce around <laughs> everywhere. So, as I mentioned, my daughter's, you know, 10, 11 years old. Um, so, do the math. I'm, I'm, I'm in this for at least eight years. Yep. Right? Yep. So um, That's plenty of time. Yeah. And it's not going to change overnight. No. It's not. But I'm going to focus on fundamentals. I'm going to focus on playing the game the right way. I'm going to focus on... You know, I know what winning looks like. I know what it smells like. I know what it acts like, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm going to get our girls to that point. It may be rough, right, in the beginning. But um, I, I, I truly believe that, you know, I hope in a year or two someone goes, yeah, you know, Marion's not there yet. But you know what? They, they just mm-hmm. they look different. There's something different. They play the game different. They hustle in and off the field. Their attitudes are pretty good, you know. Like, they, they're just – I think a change is coming, and that's what I'm trying to accomplish there that first year or two. Yeah, I, I think you'll get it. I mean, and I love what you said. You know, it's not a rebuild. It's a build. Sure. That's like, just like you were talking about Eastbrook football. How many, how many years have they, they lost? They reload. They lost, yeah, they reload. They've lost 15 kids, 15 starters from the year before, and everybody's like, oh, they're, they're not going to be. How many games they lose? Maybe one. They reload. Yeah. It's, yeah. And like you said, you're, you're going to build that culture. and Yeah. And, and, again, I'm trying to make them better softball players. I'm trying to make them better people. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them, when they leave my program, that they had a positive experience. Mm-hmm. Right? 
So when we preach accountability, being on time, being responsible, not being a victim, being a grinder, if they apply those things in the life when they go out into this real world that's ready to chew them up and spit them out, mm-hmm. right? Because if not, you know, they're just going to stay a victim or they're just going to quit when things get hard. Mm-hmm. And that's not how life operates. Nope. You're right. You're right. Any plans to make your way into the schools and do a little recruiting? Um, get people to come out? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, Chad Dixon called me the other morning and he, he drops his daughter Gracie off at McCullough each morning. And he's like, man, I got a great idea. I was like, well, what is it? He's like, I'm going to go buy like 10 dozen donuts. He said, then I'm going to get flyers. He said, I'm just going to start handing them out to all these girls talking about marrying giant softball. He said, I'm just going to start handing them to them as they're going to the door, give them a donut. Perfect. I'm like, yeah, man, let's go for it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, and you know, I think you do have to kind of get down and, 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 and to that lower group to say, hey, any girl interested, please come on out. Mm-hmm. You know, here's our program. Here's what we're trying to do. Uh, make them feel like they're wanted. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. And plus, it's hard to pass on a free donut. <laughs> it is. I, it I, is. You know, it is. I, I've been dieting, and I, man, you're doing I, good. <laughs> you are. I don't know if I could pass on a free donut, man. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it's going to be um, it's going to be a challenge, and I know that. It, it, you know, and, and I've people have asked me why in the world are you doing that? Why you know why? No, yeah. You know, and I get it. I get it. I, it's a fair question. You know, and I, look, I could have, I could have just, uh, you know, sat by and, you know, waited till Erica was a little older and maybe slide over to Oak Hill or maybe slide over to Miss Cinewall mm-hmm. and, and, and go into a program that's already really kind of up and going and, and, and done that. Or I could put my mark on something, right? Put my name on something. That means a lot. It and, does. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I want to, I hope that, you know, I, I'm able to put my mark on this program and, and, and uh, you know, when we look back 20 years from now, they'll say, hey, that's, that's when the program turned the corner. Mm-hmm. So you, and you heard it here first. <laughs> and you like a challenge. I like that. Yeah. I do. It, it, you know, it's, it's uh, and, it, and this, is, this will be the, the, the tallest mountain I've, I've climbed right. as a coach for sure. Yeah. I, I, I love uh, when, when you see a kid who's like, like-minded like you and is not afraid of any adversity. Mm-hmm. They're just, it, I, 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 it makes me rah-rah, you know. Sure. Like, let's go. Let's get them. Yeah. Let's go. And I think, I think when players see that out of me, mm-hmm. it'll feed off to them and go, hey, mm-hmm. th- this guy's bought in. Like, yep. he, he wants to be here. Mm-hmm. He cares about us. He, you know. You know, I've got three A's, two B's, a C, and a D, and he pulled me off to the side, asked me what's going on with the D, mm-hmm. which I'm going to. Right. I'm going to. Yep. What yep. are we going to do to get that up to a C, right? So it's just not about just getting better as a supple player. Again, it's mm-hmm. about getting better as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and, again, those are some of the things that I don't think the program's been used to, and I think that will be some of the things that it'll be a little bit of growing pains until they get used to me and I get used to them. And then after that, it'll just be part of the program. Oh, yeah. There ain't no doubt about it. That's we really do appreciate coaches like you. Oh, yeah, Thank no doubt do. about it. That's, that's why I tell all of them, you, you guys are heroes. We've had the pleasure to meet a few, right, Ted? Well, yeah, and then, just like we like to tell you guys, too, your spouse is probably the superstar of the family. She is my, <laughs> I tell you, man, she is my number one assistant, for sure. 
Um, I've, I've said uh, there should be a special place in heaven for all coaches' wives. <laughs> um, she's out selling mums right now for Erica's yeah. travel ball team. Yes. <laughs> um, she's a rock star. Uh, I told her I was going to give her a shout-out on the podcast there today. So That's right. <laughs> she, she, in, in three days, she's raised almost $1,000 Wow! in mums for Man. her. For her. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's a bulldog, so... That's um, awesome. But uh, for the last 10 years, you know, starting from December to June, she ran the household. Uh-huh. And she took kids here and took kids there. Right. And and uh, I love her to death. And, and without her, I, I, I would not be able to do this. Oh, no. Yeah, there's no way. And that's like you're talking about the moms because I was going to mention that because, you know, the Beast organization, they're amazing with, with the fundraisers they do to raise money yeah. to help with all those expenses. Yeah, I mean – Look, I mean, there's look. It is expensive, uh-huh. right? And and, and 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 those moms that they're selling, that's going to cover part or at the rate she's going, all of her player fees. Yeah. But still, then you got to add in the gas and the food mm-hmm. and the hotel if right. you have that. Uh-huh. So you, you have to kind of you got to got to know who who you have mm-hmm. before you can just say, hey, come play travel. Right. That's why I said, you know, with with the vision I have with some of the girls, I would like to get going with travel. We're not gonna. We're gonna play five, six tournaments. We're gonna stay within a thirty-mile radius, mm-hmm. and you know. And trust me, they're gonna get better. They're oh, yeah. going to get better because they're gonna be coached the right way. Well, and, and that's what I've tried to tell some of these parents that, that they can't afford it or they don't want to do it. I said, well, you could always start your own team with just girls here. These travel teams are always looking for a practice game. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Mean, I mean, that's. That yeah. way you're you're not out all that it's money. The old, the old saying, the old saying, how how bad do you want mm-hmm. it? Exactly. How bad do you want it? Exactly. You know, you're right. But I am. You know, you said you stole some stuff from Shane. I stole a lot of stuff. Which from Shane. which which, which <laughs> coach, coach Reed told us that he he's stolen some stuff from Tonegal. So I'm going to take your victim and grinder. I'm going to steal that. And I'm going to use that this yeah. year. Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. I like it. Go ahead. You, I, I love like it. it. I, sure can. I like it. <laughs> All right, man, we appreciate you uh, coming on, but Ted has a little segment. He likes to likes to shoot some questions out. Sure, for Real sure. Quick, you just give me the quickest answer you can think of. Okay, you're at a barbecue, cookout, whatever. You want a burger, a brat, or a hot dog? Burger. Okay. Your drink of choice at a cookout? Uh, an ice-cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your favorite sport to watch? NFL football. Okay favorite sport to play baseball okay who is the biggest influence on you to become a coach jack cole scott okay good answer who's the best athlete you've ever seen college Ooh. high school i tell you um i don't know if i can name one but yeah and i've heard his name mentioned before so i'm gonna say it again Derek keys uh-huh. um now Derek and i grew up in the same neighborhood so uh football track basketball um i got two more i got and this one is jay edwards Mm -hmm. again grew up with him in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. obviously basketball right uh legend but what a lot of people don't know is jay was really good at baseball i had heard that really good at baseball yeah and when i mentioned earlier about the football games out in the back he could throw a 50 60 (laughs) yard spiral i mean the dude he was a dude right Uh then probably the third one is is was my, one of my best friends is Ronnie Owsley. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played at Bennett. Um, mm-hmm. I played college baseball with him, but he was a phenomenal baseball player, basketball player, 
probably the best softball hitter I've, I've played with. Really? Yeah, he was. I know who he, he was is. Special. Yeah. Yeah. He was special. Yeah. Biggest influence in your life? Oh, my kids. Okay. My Good. kids. Good. I, I've really. Awesome. Hit, I tell people, you know, when. When people, I say, I've got seven kids, people's eyebrows go up, which yeah. they should. They should. But I really hit the, the lottery, lottery in life with, with my kids. Right. I, I've, got, I've got a doctor in the family. I've wow. got, I've got um, you know, my oldest daughter. She's in the pharmaceutical world. And Jeez. my two sons are, uh, one's a manager at, at an um, um, Amazon di- distribution really? facility. And my other one, he, uh, he's a, what they call, probation field officer mm-hmm. in Marion. And so, and then I got my, still got my two young ones at mm-hmm. home. So, Sounds like yeah. you did a good job, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't all me, but yeah, yeah I mean, I've, you, you I've, and your I've, wife. I've got a, yeah. I've got a good, I've got a good group of kids, man. That's really awesome. Good. Fortunate, That's great. fortunate. Fantastic. That's awesome. Well, we do, we really do appreciate you taking the, the time. To it was fun. Come hang out in the garage. And we're excited for you yeah. and what you're going to yeah. do. Yeah. We really are. We want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Beast Prince, and you need a realtor buying or selling? Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0. And uh, if you're smelling a little stanky, Amy Pearson and Pat Pearson over at Mama Pearson Soporium. I'm sending Connor at up tomorrow. Uh, I'll get cleaned up. <laughs> All right. And once again, our sponsor who takes care of our beverages. Onan Construction Group for all your exterior home improvement needs. Specializing in roofing, siding, and gutters. Get a professional, quality job done at a competitive price. For a free estimate, call Trevor at 765-661-0689 or go to mononconstructiongroup.com. You've tried the rest, now call the best. Monon Construction Group, LLC.